to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen. Yeah. Tom, I don't want to start <laughs> off on the wrong foot here. Uh-huh. There's something I feel like we have to address. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be addressed, but I know you're fucking dying to talk about it. <sighs> Go ahead. We... Well, we re- we do another podcast uh, in addition to this podcast called The Complete Guide to Everything. Don't worry about it. Um, but we were we, we, we were recording just before this. Mm-hmm. Just before we recorded this. It comes out after this. We record it before. Everybody asks us why. We still don't do have they? a good answer. Yeah, people ask why all the time. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. They must like, ask you. Why don't you put? Why don't you record the one that comes out first? First, which would make sense, but also because maybe we get a little too drunk uh, yeah, while recording that one. And yeah. Then, um. So you guys get the the A material here. Um. We had to stop abruptly. Like we had just started a new segment. Um. Mm. We were talking for about a minute, a minute and a half, and mid your sentence, you were talking. You didn't even interrupt <laughs> me, I don't think. You were talking, and you were just like, and you see, the thing is, uh, can we stop? I have a bathroom emergency. <laughs> and then you left for 45 minutes. <laughs> Not for 45 minutes. I left for 10 minutes. Mm, maybe 15. Yeah, I had diarrhea, Tim. <laughs> if that's what if you if you have to know what a loser i want to be clear i didn't have diarrhea in my pants i had it in the toilet bowl all right Tom, i was enough i well <laughs> tim you brought this upon yourself because we were we were recording and i was like my my tummy feels weird i didn't say that out loud to you i just thought it to myself <laughs> yeah it's a good thing you did <laughs> My tummy don't feel so good. <laughs> and uh, I thought I was going to be able to like soldier through. And then I was just thinking like, we're like 15 minutes into that episode. We've got books of podcasts to record as well. There's absolutely no way I'm going to be able to hold out for like another two hours. So let me just <laughs> let me just get this out of the way since it's just delaying the inevitable. And I'm not going to be able to concentrate on anything if I'm just thinking about how badly I have to diarrhea this whole time. Well, Tom, I feel like uh, I've known you for uh, th- what thirty years at this point, almost. Yeah, Jesus yeah, close to that. Um, I feel like most of the time, most of the times we've ever hung out, like twenty-five years, probably. Yeah, m- most of the times that we've ever hung out, you've left at some point because you've had a bathroom emergency (laughs) i've been begging you to see a doctor damn it's too dangerous to see a doctor during the pandemic i i actually you know what i did see a doctor once about my stomach uh because i had like a lot of diarrhea and um (laughs) you're just gonna be hemorrhaging Patreon supporters. This, this oh month. God! All the exit surveys. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I decided I've been a member for years, but uh, the last episode just started off with t- 
Tim grilling Tom about having diarrhea and, and turned me off to the whole years. <laughs> turned me off to the whole endeavor that Tom started <laughs> talking about going to a gastronologist or whatever uh, at length. No, I went to everything. I went. To, yeah. I went to see somebody, and basically they were like, "Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh." I think what you need is Metamucil. Yeah. Did you follow that? Yeah, I don't take it all the time, uh, but I do take it sometimes. And I always thought, and she uh, corrected me. Yes, Tim, it was a woman a doctor. She corrected me. <laughs> and yeah, Tim, I told her I had diarrhea. I told a woman I had diarrhea, a professional yeah, did you woman. seek out a woman doctor, a female doctor, <laughs> just so you could be like, yeah, I, I'm going to tell her all about all my shit. <laughs> and then I couldn't That's get a up weird to... weird thing that you I have? couldn't get up to leave because I was so aroused. <laughs> I had to come up with an excuse. This is why we don't record this episode, or the complete guide, second... I thought it was bad when he started talking about his diarrhea, but then, uh, um, uh, no, she was like, uh, most people think Metamucil is just for, uh, constipation that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, she basically made it out to be like, look, 99% of my job is telling people to go to CVS and buy Metamucil. Yeah. See, I don't even know. I didn't know that Metamucil was a was a stomach thing. I don't. I, oh, really? You know me. I don't use over the counter. Like <laughs> you don't think any medicine. of it works? No, I don't think. I, I just feel like if you need Metamucil, like if mm-hmm. you have diarrhea all the time, I think the first thing that you should try to do, like if nothing is, if they're just like, ah, nah, you're you're you know, you don't have like a chronic condition or or something, like. Be like, okay, I'm gonna change the things that I eat and see if that works. But that never occurred to you. No, I mean, I know there are certain things that that can cause that, and I avoid those things. But sometimes, do you though? Yeah, but in this what case, do you, what foods do you avoid? Well, I don't avoid it, but I know it will do it. <laughs> uh, like bread and cheese will will cause yeah. me stomach trouble. You think? And this is, we're going to wind this down and talk about Sherlock Holmes in a second. But <laughs> you think I can't hear you when you fart constantly while we're, while we're recording. And <laughs> we used to do this in person before the pandemic. Yeah. And I appreciate that you took some, it seems some effort to, to uh, not consistently fart when we were in the same room. So thank you for that, I guess. Well, it's my home, Tim. My home is my castle. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, but the sorry, you... sorry, I'm a flesh and blood human being, Tim. Mm, apology accepted. Thank you, thank you for that. Um, no, I mean the Metamucil was mostly like, I think it for most doctors, it's like, well, this is a first step. Let's see if this takes care of it. The problem right. is probably that you don't have enough fiber in your diet. Um, let's see if we can fix that. I mean, like, yeah, you can eat more high fiber food, but uh, the Metamucil is pretty good, and it's uh, it's natural. It's made out of psyllium husk. Hmm. Um, but it's wacky stuff because, like, if you don't drink it right away and you just kind of like let the glass hang out, 
it like solidifies, like it turns into a gel. So you so can that's kinda, what it does in your body. Yeah, you get a good idea of like, oh, it's doing that in my stomach, and it's basically just like, you know, like a like one of those Jello molds with like a fruit inside of it. It's doing that in your stomach. It's taking everything, turning it into a Jello mold, and then you it'll know. suck up all the hot pockets in your in your stomach, and the uh, I don't know the. Beef stew? What do you eat? A lot of beef stew? <laughs> no. Tim, I barely eat any meat nowadays. Wow. Is that true? I know you say that. No, it's 100%. Like, did you eat any meat today? Uh, No. Oh, wow. Okay. I eat meat maybe once or twice a week. Wow. Yeah. It's a freaking 180. Yeah. Well, my girlfriend's vegetarian and like... I don't know. I'm not going to like, you know, have her make two dinners. (laughs) No, it's just like if she's cooking, she's not, you know, I of course wouldn't ask her to make me something with meat. And like if I'm cooking. And you don't cook. No, I do cook. And if I'm cooking, I'm not going to like go out of my way to make like two dinners. I'll just be like, eh. eh." Like we like mostly like, you know, the vegetarian stuff she likes is mostly stuff I like or stuff that I'm like, eh, I should eat that. <laughs> like, Brussels that's... sprouts, lima beans. No, I love Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Um, no. no, it's like some other. I mean, like she, she eats a lot of kale. And like, I don't mind kale, but I'm never like, oh boy, kale. Yeah, kale is at best fine. Yeah. But like she, she you know, and I don't think, you know, she's, doesn't love it either but it's like this is good for us we should eat it and then we eat it yeah but yeah otherwise like i i never buy meat at the supermarket or anything so like it's only when we do takeout and then even then you know if we're doing like pizza or um uh like chinese food that we're gonna split like i don't get meat so yeah tim Wow. I might man. even be a better vegetarian than you are. Why do you say that? Because uh, at least I don't go around telling everybody I'm a vegetarian all the time like you. <laughs> uh, you read some uh, more Sherlock Holmes. You finished the story of Study in Scarlet. I did. Study. Yeah. I finished um, the Study in Scarlet, which, but it's a Study in Scarlet. So in a way, I studied Scarlet yeah, from Gone you, with the Wind. Uh, and the Scarlet Letter. The the prequel to Gone with the Wind, the Scarlet Letter. Yeah, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. Tom, have you read... Sorry, one more thing. Yes. Um, have you read the is new it, Is it going to be diarrhea-related? No, this is books-related. Yeah, is, I told you about segment. the new George Saunders book. A on the podcast. Up top, book chat, where we're just going <laughs> to chat about other books that we're reading. You yeah. didn't... You didn't, you didn't I don't think you spoke at length on the podcast. Did you finish that book? Uh, I think I have one story left. I was trying to finish it before Sherlock Holmes, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I liked uh, Russian short stories because I thought they'd all be bleak and terrible. They are all bleak. <laughs> They're all bleak as fuck. But, like, uh, man, I uh, I like things that... Uh, 
explain to me how to appreciate things that I always thought sucked. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that that's what uh, that new book does a very good job of. Uh, a swim in a pond in the in the rain. Sorry, yes, I forgot the is the name, name of it. Yeah, it does a very good job of explaining, and and often it, he'll even say in it like. You probably think this is a dumb story about this, but what if I told you, like, this is what it's doing, and this is why it's, uh, you know, a very interesting read. Yeah, and it's so it's so well structured in that, like, it teaches you how to like think critically about things as you're yeah. reading it. By the time you get to that that one story that's like 50 pages long and you're like, oh, this one is going to be really annoying. And it's like the bleakest one. Yeah. But he's like taught you how to read them to appreciate them. Yeah. And then it's the most compelling thing I've ever read. Yeah. Uh, Tears in my eyes at the end. Wow. Yeah. A true nerd. I just need... Just need someone to explain to me why things are good, and then I'll appreciate them. Well, Tim, I'm always trying to tell you why the Marvel movies are so good. Uh, Have I told you I've been working my way through the Marvel movies? Yes, but I haven't heard what you're up to yet. Hold on, Marvel movies (laughs) in order. You can just tell me the last one you saw. No, because I think it's uh, the last one. I'm halfway through at this point, um, Age of Ultron. Okay. Age of Ultron has some really cool scenes in it, but overall it's a clunker. Yeah, it really is a clunker. Like, I I turned it off because I got bored. Yeah. Yeah, it has, like, a lot of uh, kind of unnecessary scenes. It's it's doing a lot of work setting stuff up, but not in a very, I don't know, fun way to watch. (laughs) Yeah, and... You're telling me, like, you you advised me, like, oh, here are the ones that you need to see mm-hmm. if you, like, want to understand everything that's going on. Because, like, here's here's the thing. Like, I do also, also like, uh, along the lines of, like, somebody explained to me why this is good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, why can't I just get a list of in release order? Um, I want to like everybody was raving about how, like the emotional payoff of uh, Endgame. Endgame, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna have to learn how to appreciate. Like, I'll yeah. only appreciate that if I mm-hmm. if I know everything." Yeah, I did skip the Incredible Hulk because it's not on Disney yeah. Plus, and you can only like pay to rent it. And I was like, "No, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that." Yeah, and it doesn't um, really tie that. Although William Hurt does come back, yeah, but I'm still yeah, not going to pay for it. It's not a bad movie. But like, Tom, in the last month, I've watched mm. Iron Man, Iron Man Two, Thor, Captain America: The First Avenger, The Avengers, Iron Man Three, Thor: The Dark World, which was the worst movie I've ever seen. Maybe <laughs> um, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, and half of Avengers: Age of Ultron. That's pretty intense, right? And I've I've I've, I've been uh, keeping up with Wandavision. That's another reason why I want to. Yeah, um, I uh, within the past two weeks convinced my girlfriend to watch uh, Doctor Strange and Ant Man and the Wasp because of Wandavision. Because we've been watching Wandavision, and she uh, 
has you know enjoyed wandavision i think most people it like it it's you know yeah uh made to be good. A, a show most people would like and uh yeah and both those were actually really good doctor strange was better than i remember it being you know it was better guardians of the galaxy was a lot better than i remember it really being. yeah that's one i haven't seen i think more than once maybe yeah i think you and i we you and I saw that in the theater when it came out, mm-hmm. and I remember liking it, but I was like, nah, I don't know, whatever. And recently, you and I had talked about it, and we were both like, yeah, that really only had two jokes in it, and mm. it was kind of a clunker. Um, it was my favorite one so far, even wow. more than um, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Tom. Uh, quite a 180 from uh, you were one of the loudest voices calling for James Gunn to be canceled. Uh, <laughs> Very and, true. I mean, those <laughs> tweets were quite damning. Um, tweets? Yes. Right? It was, yeah, it yeah. was tweets. I just can't wait to see his new Suicide Squad. I am curious to see. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, big surprise. Well, Every yeah. single comic book movie comes out, you're just like, Actually, I'm excited to see it. It's I'm like, not excited. Yeah, we know you I'm like actually, these movies. It's I'm fine. not excited, but I am curious to see what he did with it. Yeah. Uh, just oh, and like I'm excited to see Zack Snyder's Justice League, and I fully expect <laughs> it to be borderline unwatchable. <laughs> but I'm, but again, I'm just excited. I, I like train wrecks sometimes. At least it, you know, I like a train. At least it's, it's four hours long. long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brother. Uh, at least it's four hours long and it sounds like he, you know, there were other things that he changed about characters that are incredibly dumb. And apparently they, I don't know if they shot it, but it was in the original script of Justice League that after Superman died, um, Bruce Wayne and Lois would get back to get would get together like they would have a romantic relationship and then yes no but then that romantic relationship would would show Batman that the world needed Superman or something that's my biggest problem with his movies like the motivations make no sense yeah like it's it's just like a like yo you know it'd be cool what if Bruce Wayne dated Lois Lane and it's like, yeah, you could. Pr- there, there have been comics that have done that, and like, you could do that, but you have to like have a good story. Nah, we don't need a good story reason. Well, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, we don't need a reason for it to happen. Yeah. Or, yeah. Anyway, Sherlock, are you just worried that the Joker isn't going to be twisted enough? Oh, Tim, I think he's going to be more twisted than ever. I saw this picture where he looked like Jesus Christ. He had a crown of thorns what? on his head. Man, you know what? You know what? Like, you know what we, all right, so we got the whole cancel culture thing going on, <laughs> uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Are they also going to get all up in arms that, like, the Joker is being portrayed as Jesus in marketing for a film? Or is, like... They've embraced the twisted the the American right wing has <laughs> embraced the Joker as like a free speech warrior, right? <laughs> yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, like speaking the truth to power around 
around the Joker movie was yeah. that like, yeah, the Trump people love this guy now, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like, yeah, he's standing up for the little guy and yeah. Yeah, but how do they bring back, how do they rebrand um, PC culture as cancel culture, but like they're not going to also revive the like piss Christ con- <laughs> controversy for Joker Christ? Eh, it just seems, come on guys, if you're going to bring some of it back, bring it all back. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just have a problem with that, like the other movies are just like rife with um superman as christ imagery where it's like yeah we get it we get it he's like jesus and jesus was like superman we get it but now he's he's put out this picture jared leto's joker wearing a crown of thorns and it's like oh so you're just like yo you know it'd be fucked up let's make somebody look like jesus (laughs) it's like what no that's lame and like it was so lame with superman to begin with because it was like so over the top where like there would be a shot where it's like oh wow the way he's positioned there he kind of looks like jesus a little bit and then the next shot would be like oh now he's being strapped to a crucifix all right yeah (laughs) if you didn't get it here (laughs) let me bash you over the head with it i'll tell you one man that would not appreciate it sherlock holmes because he likes to figure things out for himself Oh, yeah, he doesn't need it spelled out. No. So, Tim, uh, somebody said in the comments on Patreon... Somebody stop me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're going to get me off on a tangent again, which was that I just recently learned that the Roku channel on Roku has, like, free movies and TV shows. And, like, last night, I was like, let me see what they have on here. I was blown away. I, I... think i said out loud they have the mask for free <laughs> with like probably commercials every yeah, five minutes. yeah full of commercials but i was like for free <laughs> i couldn't believe it i mean it's probably streaming on another service that you subscribe to <laughs> yeah or you could just rent it for probably 99 cents it blew me away that it was but, for free yeah Wow. Okay, somebody commented on the last episode, you say? Uh, I, last episode or voting uh, post, I forget which post, but they said um, that part two of this story turned them off to Sherlock Holmes, and mm-hmm. uh, they were curious like uh, what our take was going to be about it. I'll and tell I, you what my take is going to be. I, I don't know. I didn't read the, I didn't read the story. <laughs> um, I could see two reasons why... Uh, this would turn somebody off, but uh, I'll get to them in due course. So mm. first things first. Well, here's one of the reasons. It, 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 there's a huge shift where all of a sudden we're not in John Watson's notebook anymore. We are uh, uh, all of a sudden have a you know third person omniscient narrator, uh, and we are thrust back uh, roughly forty That's a years. Bold move. Oh yeah. Um, and to be clear, like it is part one and part two and each have chapters. But, you know, part two starts part two, chapter one. So it's very mm-hmm. cleanly. Um, but uh, we're thrown back about 40 years in time. Not only that, Tim, we're in the American West. We're not in London anymore. <whistles> we meet two new characters, John Ferrier and Lucy. 
um, Lucy's a little girl. They're both in the desert. Uh, star, the, they're like starving and dying of thirst, like literally like hours away from dying in the desert. Um, what, what year is this? This is 1847. Okay. So they were part of like a, you know, wagon train to go out West and, you know, like a bunch of bad luck befell them and like the 40 other people died (laughs) And they were literally the two left alive. Um, everybody else had died from, uh, I don't know if there were any like uh, attacks on them or anything. I think it was just like mismanagement. Like they ran out of food and ran out of water. And uh, I feel like that happened a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes judging sense. Judging by it my wouldn't. experience playing the Oregon Trail. Yeah. So it was a total Oregon Trail situation here. They're like dying. All of a sudden, like a premonition, they see uh, like a bunch of horses coming and a bunch of people riding horses. And, uh, you know, they one of them comes up to him and uh, offers a helping hand. Guess who it was, Tim? Guess who is offering them a helping hand? Abraham Lincoln. I was going to say you're not that far off, but you're pretty far off. But at least you're in kind of the right time period. Tim, um, do you want to take another guess or you want me to tell you? Just tell me. It was Brigham Young. Ooh. From the Mormons. The famous Mormon man. Yeah. And he's like, hey, uh, guess what, guys? I'll help you out if you become Mormons, maybe. Mm. And they're like, yeah, we're going to die. Sure, we'll become Mormons. <laughs> if, if saying we'll become Mormons means you'll give us some water and not leave us to die in the desert. Yeah, we're all in. So they're like, great. You know, uh, uh, you know, throw them in the wagon. And now I was going to say, the other reason I could see people being upset about this is it does not portray the Mormon church in a very positive light. Um, that's just the beginning of it. So... I just want to say uh, it was Reddit user It's a Rune who said, I hope they fully go through with Studying Scarlet. Part two of that book really caught me off guard and almost stopped me from reading the rest of the Sherlock Holmes books. Mm. So go ahead. Brigham Young uh, makes them an offer they can't refuse. They are all in. Live. Yeah. Yeah. So they go with him to Utah to Salt Lake City. They they you know set up Salt Lake City, um, and uh, this guy John Ferrier, he's like a uh, uh, first off, he's like, look, uh, this girl Lucy, she's my daughter now. Like you know, I, I'm adopting her, um, but he's like a a hardworking guy, and basically in Salt Lake City. He just like works hard for years and years and uh, eventually becomes like one of the richest men in Salt Lake City just because he's been like very successful in like farming and like his business. Um, And Lucy, Lucy's probably like a teenager now. Um, She meets a handsome strapping young man named Jefferson Hope, um, who's like a... Kind of like what the a, hell is going on? I thought this was a Sherlock Holmes well, story. Well, exactly. 
uh, she meets this guy, Jefferson Hope. He's like kind of like a cowboy, you know, a real tough guy. And, and she's like, this guy's great. Um, they get engaged. And uh, Jefferson's like, I got to go to Nevada for a mining job for two months. But, uh, you know, when I come back, we'll get married. She's like, great. Uh, sometime later, knock at the door. Farrier opens the door. Who is it? But bring him young. Uh, he's come back and he's like, hey, uh, I heard uh, Lucy's getting married to a Gentile. Uh, nah, she's not going to do that. She's got to marry, uh, one of these two guys. Uh, they're sons of, uh, you know, two elders, two church elders. Uh, so she can either marry, uh, Stangerson or Drebber. Now you might remember those are the two guys who ended up dead in London. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's, that's where we're getting into it. And, um, so Bram Young's like, uh, yeah, I don't give a shit which one she marries, but she's got to marry one of them. She's got 30 days to figure it out. Um, so then uh, he leaves. Uh, later that day, uh, these two knuckleheads, Stranderson and Drebber, come knocking on the door. Or no, they ain't even come knocking. I think they were just like in the house and like... Uh, they just walked in. Yeah, I think they were looking for Lucy and... Um, I mean, and honestly, if you can't, if you have to lock your doors in 1847 Salt Lake City, then when can you not lock your doors? Uh, <laughs> but but they're in there, and um, these two knuckleheads are arguing about which one of them uh, should get Lucy, and one of them's like, well, I only have five wives, and you have seven, so I should get her. And he's like, well, I have more wives, but that's because I'm older and, like, more successful, so I should get her. And whoo, Farrier goes, both of you leave now. You got two options. You can go through the door or out the window. Up to you. And they're like, And they Wait, like where's Watson in all of this? <laughs> he's uh I don't think he's even born yet, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Uh no, by this point he is, because this isn't 40 years ago anymore. It's like 20 years ago. Um right. so he threatens these guys. These two cowards run away and they're like, You'll ruin the day. And um the next day, uh I forget what which happens first. But, like, he goes outside and written on the house is 30. So it's like there are 30 days left. And then, like, the next day he wakes up and there's a a note pinned to his blanket that says 29. And then the day after that, somebody wrote in, like, soot on the ceiling of the kitchen, 28. So, like, they're, they're sneaking into his house and doing this. And he's, like, trying to find them. Like, he, but he can't. Uh, they're always you one step stay ahead up of all night. He does, and he still can't find them. So now there's two days left. He's, you know, he's she, his nerves are shot. He hears like a scratching at the door. And he's like, what the fuck? So he goes to the door. He opens up the door. He's looking outside. He's got like his gun with him, his rifle. He doesn't see anything. And then he hears like a psst, and he looks down and there's like a dude just on his stomach right outside the door. He's like, oh, my God. But it's uh, Jefferson Hope. And he's like, Shh, it's me, Jefferson Hope. Let me in like a snake. So he comes in. And uh, 
he's like, I had to sneak in here. This whole place is like surrounded with, uh, with, you know, guys with rifles and stuff. What the heck's going on? They explain it to him. He's like, all right. Or maybe he had heard from somewhere else. He had found this out. He's like, all right, we got to get out of here. You two come with me. Uh, they grab all the money that they have, which is $2,000 in gold and $5 in bills, which, uh, probably has some more cash on hand, but I guess even like $5 back then was like a ridiculous amount of money. Wait, how much did he have? $2,000 in gold and $5 in cash. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I have um, no idea. What's he going to do with all that gold? Uh, trade it for cash. So they sneak out in the middle of the night, under the cover of night. They like almost get caught. They almost get caught out in the field, but they're like, they hide and they hear like an exchange between two of them, including like a code word, which comes in very handy later when they're trying to leave town. And the guy's like, Hey, you, what are you doing? They're like, ah, oh, the elders said we could leave. And he's like, well, what's the code word? And he knew the code word from before. Mm. So it's fine. So they go out They're They're, uh, I don't know where their destination was. I don't know if they knew. I think maybe they were heading for Nevada. But they're just like going. They're just getting out of Dodge. Yeah. But they're like on the road for like, I don't know, a week or so. And they run out of like the, you know, the food that they had grabbed from home and stuff. So they're like, all right, we got to set up uh, for the night. Um, They set up a fire and stuff. And Jefferson Hope is like, I'm going to go out hunting. Um, I'm pretty good at that. I'll get us food. Uh, I don't hear the name Jefferson much these days. No, Thomas Jefferson. No, as a first name. So he <laughs> he's he goes out hunting. No, go on. He goes out hunting. He uh, finds a ram and shoots it. And uh, he's like, whoa, now I got all this ram meat. He's like, that's too much. I'll just cut one of its legs off and bring that back. Like an Oregon Trail, man. Yeah. You can't carry all of it back to your thing. Yeah. So he carries it back. And like when he gets, I don't know, like a couple of blocks away. I mean, it wasn't blocks because it's a desert. Um, he does like a, you know, like a call, like, a, you know, a, and, you know, so they would do it back or whatever. So he doesn't like startle them and they don't startle him or whatever. He doesn't hear it. He does it again. Doesn't hear it back. And he gets filled with dread. He drops the Ram leg and like runs there, finds an empty camp. The fire has been put out. The, the two of them are gone. And he's like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Like, but he's not saying that. Cause you know, it's 1847. Yes. Um, He's like freaking out. And it's starting to get oh, feathers. He's it's starting to get dark too. Then he notices uh, a fresh mound of dirt for a shallow grave. Hmm. He goes over to it, and sure enough, there's a grave marker with a piece of paper, uh, and it's uh, it's um, uh, uh, dude man's uh, grave, uh, John Ferrier. Hmm. The, the older man, they killed him and buried him, but there's right. no grave for Lucy 
but he's still like, oh my God, like, what the fuck? So it's like a week for him to get back into town. He has to like go get the ram leg and like cook it and stuff because he's like, well, I'll starve to death. This sucks. I can't just like going on in this book. I can't just go chase him. How much longer does it spend in this time period? Um, pretty much the rest of the book is in this time period. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. I'm going to ask you to wrap it up. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get a uh, drink of Sherlock wine. Sherlock Holmes ever come back? He does. Um, does he so, come back in time? <laughs> I don't know what in time means. <laughs> does he travel back in time 40 years? Yeah. So... He finally gets back to town, and um, uh, I forget what happens. I think it takes him a while to get back to town. No, that doesn't make sense. He gets back to town, but like town's like locked down. They're looking for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he has two close calls where he almost kills the. He almost kills them. One dude one day is like walking through his house and all of a sudden a bullet whistles past him through the window and like flattens up against the wall. And he's like, oh, my God. But, you know, they couldn't find him. And the other dude one day is like out for a walk and a boulder almost lands on him. But, yeah, he, he doesn't accomplish his goal in killing a them. Freaking uh, Roadrunner. Yeah. Um, but then guess what? Lucy dies of like unhappiness <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's what's gonna happen to me if this goes on for a few uh more than a few more minutes uh so she had gotten married to drebber even though uh the other frank guy, drebin <laughs> even though the other guy uh uh stranger horn or strangerson um he claimed she should be his because he killed uh, John Ferrier, but I don't know. The the elders decided Drebber's turn to have another wife. Mm-hmm. The elders, they, they, they control it all, Tom. So she dies, but Drebber's like, eh, who gives a shit? I got five other wives. Plus, all I was after was the land anyway, so I don't really care. But the other wives are real upset. And, you know, they mourn her and uh, I it said that they like stay up all night as is like, yeah, they, uh, you know, mourn her. <laughs> well, it says they stay up all night as is like Mormon tradition, I guess. Yeah. Uh, or or uh, those mourning Mormons. Or at least it was back then. Um, but then uh, freaking uh, uh, Ho- uh, Jefferson Hope, uh, he like kicks the door in, like storms in takes the ring off of Lucy's hand as like all the, the wives are like, (gasps) just like takes the ring and leaves because he's like, she is not getting, I think he says to him, like she's not getting married, buried with this ring on her finger. Um, he takes it. Um, at this point he's, you know, he's been like lurking around outside town for a month. He's in bad shape. Uh, cause he's also grief stricken. So, right. Tom, sorry, come on. I'm sorry. Power there. Well, maybe if you weren't so long winded, you wouldn't well, be putting yourself to sleep. I'm trying to give you all the good details. So well, they let, tell me when Sherlock Holmes gets back. Uh, Jefferson 
he he goes back to Nevada to work and stuff. Um, he comes back to Salt Lake City after he's like regained his strength and gotten some money. Finds out those two dudes have left. They've fled town. Oh, brother. And they've like broken off from the church. He follows them across America to Cleveland. And then he follows them to Europe. They flee to Europe. Now, Tim, back to Watson. We get back to oh, Watson's thank journal. God. All right. So... We I mean, pay. not some guy's journal now, but it's. <laughs> so um, last we left, um, Sherlock Holmes had just arrested Jefferson Hope. Remember, he like called a cab and arrested mm-hmm. the cab driver. He's like, this is the man. And then like that dude flipped out and they all had to like battle him to like subdue him. So oh, I recall. This is right after that, and uh, they finally subdued him, and he basically is like, ah, all right, well, well done. You've subdued, you, you got me. Um, I'm cool now. You can take off the, uh, the, the leg thing, the leg handcuffs, and, and they're like, yeah, right, pal. But Sherlock Holmes is like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I trust him. And he takes him off, and he's like, thanks a lot, Sherlock Holmes. And then they just go down to the police station. <laughs> And um, Sherlock Holmes knew he wouldn't run. Yeah. So he's like, um, uh, uh, tells um, uh, Watson, he's like, you're a doctor, right? He's like, feel, put your hand on my chest. And Watson does. And he's like, oh my God, he has a aortic aneurysm. Like I can feel that with like how his heart's beating and buzzing and like being all weird. Yeah, so this guy, uh, uh, Jefferson Hope, is like, yeah, I have an aortic uh, aneurysm. Uh, Like, doctors have, like, weeks to live. Um, It's the result of the time I was living in the desert and, like, starving to death all the time. Uh, It caused these heart problems. So he's like, I'm a dead man walking. Uh, I'll, you know, tell you anything you need. Uh, and he's like, you Sherlock Holmes, pretty good job figuring out it was me, by the way. So uh, we find out uh, what happened, which was he came to London. He became a cabbie. He was tracking these two guys. He finally found Drebber alone and like uh, Drebber, you know, hailed his taxi. He took him to a bar and told him to wait outside Later, it's like two in the morning. The dude's still in there. He goes in. The cabbie, uh, Jefferson, goes in and finds Trevor, like, fall down drunk. He's like, come on, I'll take you home. I forget how, but he knew uh, about this empty house where where Trevor was found. And he takes him to the empty house, and they get inside, and he's like, hey, take a look at my face. You recognize me? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's like, <gasps> and he's like, you're fucked, pal. Um, so he's like, but he probably didn't say the F word. No, but he's like, I'm going to leave it up to God. I've got two pills in this case. We're each going to take one. One's poison. One's not. And God will decide your fate. And, uh, he's like, yeah, we both take the pills. And then, uh, like a few seconds later, the guy's like, Oh no, (laughs) I can feel myself getting poison. (laughs) Uh, so he dies we find out that uh, Jefferson had a bloody nose from his aortic an- aneurysm, mm. which is the blood that was found on the floor, which is the blood that he wrote Raish 
uh, on the wall. And he's like, I don't know. I just feel nutty. And I did that. Um, he left, realized the ring. Now we know what that ring was, was gone. Right. He goes back to find it. He couldn't find it. He had to pretend he was drunk. Um, uh, uh, they ask him about like, what about that old lady that came for the ring? And he's like, ah, oh, that was a friend of mine. They're like, who is that? He's like, ah, I'm not going to be a snitch. And Sherlock's like, yeah, fair enough. Um, str- so that just goes unsolved. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. Yeah, he's just like, that's just some lady I know. I guess that's. Well, it was fine. a man disguised as a lady, but it was just oh, like, right. it was just like, I don't know. There was just somebody answering a lost and found ad. And yeah. like the only wanted to catch that person to find out who is behind this. Um, uh, he, he eventually finds Strangerson. He was going to do the same thing with him, but then he attacked him. So he just stabbed Strangerson instead. And um, he, he uh, dies like a week later before his court date in jail with a smile on his face and Watson publishes uh, the notes because he's mad that Sherlock Holmes didn't get credit uh, mm. in like the newspaper article about it. Sherlock Holmes is referred to as like they also had help from an amateur detective when like uh. Sherlock was the one who solved the case. Uh, but so, so Sherlock Holmes doesn't have an ego. Not in How this yet. Okay. I I think maybe that comes later. I know the character did like develop through these, these, the Mm. character does change. Uh, But we find out like uh, I wrote down like how he solved the case, which was basically when they got outside, he saw tracks outside the house. Cause remember he was like hanging around outside and they're like, what are you doing? Come inside. That's where the body is. He's like, Oh, I got, Mm -hmm. it's a guy. I got to look. He figures out, like, the the tracks were from a cab, not from, like, another type of uh, carriage because they were narrow, and apparently that was a thing. Um, He saw that clay was missing from outside and figured somebody used that clay to make a copy of the key to get into this Mm. house, which which is what happened. Um, two footprints, two, two pairs of footprints. One of them was tall based on the Jesus, gate. And then <laughs> one of them was tall based on the gate and one had nice shoes based on the shoes. And then when he came inside, he's like, Oh, there's the guy with the nice shoes. All right. So the other guy was tall. Mm-hmm. I can see he wrote race at eye level, which also mm-hmm. indicates he's tall. Um, there were some where he was like, it's probably not a good idea. I know he was feeling silly, and so he wrote that on the wall. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That just that just gives more <laughs> clues. Yeah, detectives, amateur and professional alike. But so there's a few clues here where I'm like, eh, I don't necessarily buy that. One is that he said he could tell by the dead body's agitated expression that he had been and the the smell on his lips that he had been poisoned but also tricked into being poisoned and that's why he looked <laughs> mad when he died which like mm. i don't that's not a thing yeah i might look <laughs> mad if anybody killed me for any i mean reason. most people when they die they don't hold an expression on their face has been I mean, my understanding you don't know that to be true I've never <laughs> watched anyone die you don't, don't know that. Want to? 
Um, I mean, I, I've I've seen like footage of people that we've all watched. Face really? Death. Oh, that's fucked up, Tim. No. Um, <laughs> um, he also figured like the motivation must have been private like a private matter why this person killed him because like it seemed personal. So you figure like, yeah, it's probably about a guy. Um, so he told, uh, the cops Sherlock did in the first place, like, Hey, uh, this guy was just in Cleveland. I think that he had like a business card on him or something. They were like, call up the Cleveland police and find out what his job was or, you know, and find out information. They called up and asked what this guy's job was. And I don't know. They told him whatever. And they were like, oh, that's nothing. This is the whole thing. This is all Sherlock really did to solve this case is Sherlock telegraphed, telegrammed, telegraphed the Cleveland police. And was like, hey, have you guys had any run ins with this guy? And they were like, no. Uh, he did come in recently to file for protection from Jefferson Hope, a romantic <laughs> rival that we also know is now in Europe. And it's like, oh, that's it. That's how he figured out the whole case. He just called up the police department the last place he was at and found out like, hey, this guy uh, take out any restraining orders recently. <laughs> um, and he also figured like, you know, he had the name and then he was like, figured out well the cab driver that's like a great way to follow somebody without being suspicious um and uh you know i can see i figured with the cab being parked outside it was unlikely that like a cab driver waited while two people went inside and one of them killed the other one so right. you know and he could also tell this is important for you to know because you're a big horse guy based on the horse tracks that the horse had like wandered away a bit, which would not have happened if somebody were sitting in the carriage. So he was like, nobody was waiting outside because look at these horse tracks. The horse was kind of like, you know, pacing or whatever. Were you just saying that I'm a big horse guy? Yeah. Well, I just think the more, you know, about horses, the better. Yeah, that's true. I'm uneasy <laughs> around horses. So, yeah, I guess I am trying to gather information. <laughs> yeah. So that's something you should know, that if somebody's not in the carriage, the horse will, like, kind of meander around a little bit. Right. Um, and then he just told, like, his, you know, team of street urchins, like, hey, go find a cab driver named Jefferson Hope, because he figured this guy didn't change his name because, like, nobody was looking for him. Uh, yet, uh, and they found him and brought him to the house and that's how Sherlock got him. And then at the end, he says, elementary, my dear Watson. Does he? No. The end is like in, it's like some Latin phrase. And we don't care about that. Have you ever thought about learning more about Latin so you could be better at Jeopardy? (laughs) No, although like, I remember as a kid, Latin Latin questions on Jeopardy and also like it frequently being a sitcom trope of like, well, I've got my big Latin test and like Latin's the hardest language that I expected to be taught Latin at some point. And I was never even yeah. given the option. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it never came up in my <laughs> no. entire academic life. 
Yeah, I think yeah. we would have had to like go to seminary college or something to to yeah. learn Latin. I mean, I'm I'm guessing at we both went to pretty big colleges that they had Latin classes, but I don't I don't know if they had like a Latin major at my college. Hmm. I mean, if they you did, it was a small department. What's the point of majoring in Latin? Stupid. I think it's it's only if you're going <laughs> to become it's not stupid. It's only if you're going to become a yeah the guy with the music business degree talking about a <laughs> stupid major. The guy who got Just his because mu- of the music in the early two thousands got his music business degree. Downloading songs off Napster like crazy all throughout high school and being like, yeah, I'm going to be in the music business. <laughs> I don't know how they're making money, but there's a lot, and I'm going to get my share. Um. Uh, I mean, I guess like if you wanted to be like a Latin expert, you would, <laughs> it, you know, if you want to like translate documents and stuff, but yeah, yeah, I mean, not a huge field, but there are people working in it, but, but I think like back in the like fifties and sixties, they like made every kid learn it. And, and, you know, Catholic church, the sermons were given in, given in Latin, right. Uh, oh, decades yeah. ago. So there's your answer. Elementary, my dear Tim. Tom, are you, uh, how do you feel? Oh, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Who, in your estimation, is the better detective, Sherlock Holmes or Batman? I mean, so far, Batman, because like I said, Sherlock Holmes did like a bunch of fancy stuff. But at the end of the day, if all he did was find that card and call the Cleveland police <laughs> that would have solved the case. Yeah, but doesn't he, Batman he did, just have a bunch of like computers and stuff? He's yes, but he's also got a very inquiring mind, Tim. Okay. I think that's my main problem with uh I know the Batman's DC, but with the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so silly that they have just like this magical technology, even before like the different worlds and magic is introduced, just that like Tony Stark's technology is just so stupidly (laughs) magical and can do anything. Yeah, there was something I was reading some review of like the last episode of WandaVision and there was like some piece of technology in it that was like extremely exotic and they were like, this kind of like took us out of it a little bit, but I don't know. You have to like consider <laughs> that like in the first movie, science and technology was at the same place more or less where we are. But then very quickly, <laughs> like, yeah, nanotechnology was like pretty readily available. And uh, yeah, Tony Stark could make like a little tiny backpack that could turn into a Spider-Man suit that would also enable Spider-Man to survive in outer space. Yeah. I don't know. It's cool. It's fine. Whatever. Who is the sexier detective, Batman or Sherlock Holmes? Uh, Probably still Batman. Uh, You know, Sherlock Holmes hasn't even been physically described all that much. Tim, there's also, you don't even know, there's another uh, uh, person in the DC universe who also competes for the title of world's greatest detective. And that's detective chimp. It's a chimp 
that dresses like Sherlock Holmes and can speak and is also a very, very good detective. Does he speak in a British accent? I don't think so, but maybe. I don't know. It, you know, it's it's not phonetically spelled out in British. This is great. <laughs> he sometimes teams up with Batman to solve cases. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. I'm learning a lot about Detective Chimp right now. Yeah, see, Tim, and you right. thought comic books weren't for you. I thought uh, literature and literary references <laughs> weren't for me. But now I learned about Detective Chimp. So you're going to move on to Hound of the Baskervilles? Yes. That's the next um, one. And that uh, fun fact was a, a book that I pretended to read for summer reading one year in high school to get credit in English class, but I didn't read it. I'm pretty it was sure the summertime. I'm pretty sure I did the same thing, and I did read it, but like not with any attention. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, especially when like summer reading, summer reading sucked. Yeah, I, summer was the, the the only time I could fucking just relax, <laughs> let my hair down, and then school's calling up and being like, you know, you should be reading books and yeah. uh, you'll get credit for it. So my parents, of course, were like, yeah, you're doing that. Um, well, but the, and but... so I would read books just blankly, just like put like let going my through the brain... motions. <laughs> bare minimum like process the fact that there were words there but yeah. they didn't like my brain i didn't like make my brain go through the effort <laughs> of like putting the meant. words together and like ascribing meaning to the words well yeah because the summer reading usually they wouldn't even test you but if they did it was like questions that you could have gotten by flipping through the book yeah or like the book jacket yeah, it where it was like which one, uh, you know, which animal was Sherlock Holmes hunting? A hound, a Baskerville, <laughs> uh, uh, a dolphin. Like yeah. you, you could just get a few facts out of the book, and that was enough. Now you think he's hunting a dog in this book? <laughs> I think so. It's a hound. It's a hound of Baskerville. Yeah, that doesn't mean that it's like the antagonist. Um, uh, you think it teams up with him a la Detective Chimp and Batman? <laughs> now that'd be something. Yeah, I mean, if he teams up with a hound to, to solve uh, some kind of a crime, then I'm going to have to read the rest of these books, but I don't know. All right, well, I'm looking forward to hearing about uh, the book that I pretended to read and maybe... Uh... <laughs> Finally make my parents proud and earn that uh, credit that I got for summer reading by hearing you describe it to me. Well, at least you won't have to live the rest of your life in fear that you're going to be asked questions about it that you're not going to know. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, um, anything else? No, I I think uh, that's it for for this week, Tim. Thank you for being patrons. We love you very much. Um, Tom, enjoy your future diarrhea. You know what? I didn't think there was going to be another one tonight, but yeah, there is, I think. All right, well. Gross. (laughs) You asked.